Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast with husband and wife team, Nabil Boomrar and Caitlin Weeks. Caitlin is a certified nutrition consultant and the creator of grassfedgirl.com. Nabil is a classically trained chef who works in a five-star hotel in downtown San Francisco. They are the best-selling authors of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking. Together, Nabil and Caitlin answer your questions about healthy cooking and wellness while helping you learn to enjoy a relaxed, paleo-primal lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Caitlin and Nabil. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast. This is episode number 11, and we're going to be talking all about skin, how to keep it healthy and young and vibrant with nutrition and healthy lifestyle. And we're so excited today because I have a new friend and her name is Jenny Yell and she's here in Nashville with me and she is an expert and I'll read her full bio in a second, but we're just so excited that she's here and we're going to talk all about keeping your skin young and healthy and aging gracefully and how to deal with skin when you're younger and all that kind of stuff. So welcome Jenny. How have you been doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'm wonderful. We had a snowy day here in Nashville, but I still got out. Did you? Yeah, I went to lunch and went to the, my, my um, aunt is here. So I took her to the salon, like a spa to get a little oh, nice. treatment because we're trying, she's leaving tomorrow. So we thought we're going to treat her while she's here. Oh. And, um, All right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. The snow freaks everyone out here. I was I went to the grocery store yesterday just to get ready, but I live across the street from the grocery store, so it's really just, you know, ingrained paranoia. But um, I know. What have you been staying warm? I have. I actually bought a sauna recently, so I've been using oh, that yeah. every day. Yeah, so it's lovely. And I actually even went and played tennis today indoors. So oh, yeah, that fine. that got my blood pumping good on this cold day. Oh yeah, I sure. went to the gym yeah. too this morning. Yeah. To um well, I met Jenny on Facebook because she commented, I think on what my post that I said I was moving to Nashville. I think it was that one. And I think I, so. And I saw that she went to Hawthorne. So I thought, well, there's not many people in Nashville that went to Hawthorne. It's much more popular no. out on the West Coast in San Francisco mm-hmm. and and all up and down and Portland and all those kinds of places. So I thought, who is this girl? And we went to lunch one day and we just hit it off talking all about nutrition, geek stuff and health. And she really knows what she's talking about. So I wanted to have her on. So I'll go ahead and read her full bio. Jenny Yell, master's degree, MS, is a holistic (laughs) wellness educator with a with a master's degree in health and nutrition education from Hawthorne University, Jen- Jenny brings glamour to the realm of holistic wellness and believes in taking a nutritional approach to beauty and aging gracefully. Her wish is that everyone can feel and look beautiful and live a beautiful, vibrant life simply by using the power of nutrient-rich foods and living a natural lifestyle. Radiant, radiating beautiful health. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jenny is the founder of the popular website, All Natural Nutrition, where she shares her delicious whole food recipes, plus many healthy living and natural beauty articles. Jenny lives in Nashville, just a little north of me with her husband, and they have two kids that are grown up now. And Jenny mm-hmm. also enjoys yoga, community volunteer work, and tennis. She's an avid tennis player. Yes. So Jenny, tell us what got you into skin and why did you get interested in that as a, as a focus? Sure. Yeah. I'd be glad to. I, um, well, like you said in my bio, I'm kind of like a glamour girl. I've always been that way. I actually grew up in Minnesota where things are just a little more natural up there and I kind of stood out. <laughs> so anyway, it was kind of nice to move to the South. And so, uh, it's no, um, anybody who knows me wouldn't be surprised that my niche has honed into the uh, relationship between beauty and nutrition because it was just uh, natural for me. And so like, you know how some people in the natural world say they're cave girl or crunchy. Well, I, that's not me. I like to say I like everything um, refined except for my food. I like that to be unrefined. So 
<laughs> anyway, that's that's me. And I became interested in skin because I've had skin problems my whole life. I um, when I was a very little girl, I I was uh, itchy all the time. I had a lot of allergies and eczema, and I remember my mom giving me baths with um, baking soda. And then, like, the minute I hit puberty, I had terrible acne, even, you know, the bad cystic acne. And I had that all through my teens and 20s and 30s. And um, and then in my 30s, I had some problem with my hormones. They were completely unbalanced, and that caused problems um, in my face. Like, the, the pigment, it was hyperpigmentation. I had splotches everywhere. And um, I now know that was from a poor diet, uh, which I have fixed. And then in my 30s also, I st- my, you know, my skin started um, signs of aging, which is normal, but I didn't like it. And so now I'm in my 40s, and I've come to know, uh, educate myself all about whole food nutrition. And I thought you were 30. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm just... No, but that's lovely of you to say. So anyway, I, um, I've healed my skin through nutrition and Caitlin, you have beautiful skin. Um, I don't think my skin will ever be as gorgeous as yours. Um, yeah, well you do. Um, but, and so my skin is nowhere near perfect, but if you had seen it before, you would say it is a night and day difference. So, um, that's why I'm interested in skin and I, I love the topic. I could talk about it all day, but we'll keep it down to about, you know, <laughs> 30, 40 minutes. So it is, it is. I mean, I, I didn't have a lot of skin. I mean, of course I had a little bit of zits here and there when I was in high school, but it wasn't like a big problem, you know, that I was like really worried about. I was more worried mm-hmm. about being overweight. <laughs> um, oh. but somehow my skin stayed pretty okay. And then, uh, but I've, I'm sure as you, has it been a challenge over the last, you know, several years to, to switch, you know, have you become more aware of all your beauty products and things and trying to switch them over to be more natural? Yes. Little by little, just like nutrition, I have also learned about, um, the skincare products that you put also put on the outside. And so I learned about the different oils you could use and about all the chemicals that you should avoid, like parabens. And yeah, I mean, it takes time. You don't learn it overnight, but I have definitely noticed a difference. You know, every little step you can take makes it, makes a long-term difference. So was sure, it a for shift sure. in, um, when you had to, like, because you're so, you want to be pretty and, you know, I mean, all girls do, but was it hard to shift when you, you know, you don't want to be this smelly hippie, you know, is it hard to like make that mental shift between being glamorous and then being natural? No, I don't think so. It, the more natural I, um, applied this whole lifestyle, my, my skin, my outlook on life, um, my nutrition, uh, it didn't feel less glamorous. Not really. It, it felt easier and simple. And I like that also. So just <laughs> uh, glamour doesn't have to be complicated. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I think when you start to fix your nutrition and, and, you know, then you work on some, your mindset, then, you, you know, it kind of shows on the, on the outside too, comes from the inside out. So um, definitely. what are some of the most important vitamins and minerals for skin that you've studied. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, all the vitamins and minerals that you can eat in a whole foods diet are important. Uh, and they nourish the skin and they nourish the inside of your body and they all work together and they, they're not all in isolation. So I'll tell you some of my favorites. Um, vitamin E is number one, and that's the most active and abundant antioxidant in your skin that is a um, fat-soluble vitamin. It's an antioxidant. And um, about like seven days after you're done eating foods with vitamin E in it, it's released on your skin as sebum, which is the yellow oily um, oil that's produced on your skin. And what it does is it coats, coats the outer layer of your skin and it protects it and it keeps you beautiful because it's an antioxidant and it protects the skin 
by neutralizing oxidation. And I'll tell you, like throughout this whole podcast, I'll probably say the word oxidation a hundred times because that's <laughs> oxidation and antioxidants are so vitally important for the health of your skin. And oxidation is kind of like when a nail rusts, right? It's kind of like you have, exactly. it's like you're, you're getting older <laughs> and right. like turning, you're rotting, I guess. Exactly. Like I grew up in Minnesota and they put salt all over the roads on snowy days and you see cars full of rust. And I think that's like oxidation is like rust, Uh, like you said, on a nail or on a car inside your body and on your skin. So that oxidation is the primary cause of aging. And so if we can prevent that from happening at an accelerated rate, we can keep our skin beautiful and age gracefully. And that's the point. So, so vitamin E, so what? what's another one? Like vitamin C, maybe? I'm sorry, you cut out on me. C, did you say? Vitamin C, yeah. Right, that was one of my other ones I have on my notes here. And vitamin C is a water-soluble vitamin, and it's also an antioxidant. And um, if you have a high intake of vitamin C, you are much less likely to get wrinkles and dry skin. It's, that's been proven with research. And because it's a potent antioxidant, it also provides your body and your skin natural sun protection, which is uh, wonderful because skin is a big ager, uh, accelerated ager to the skin. Sun? And, sorry. You said sun? You mean sun? Sun, right. Sun, yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then vitamin C also, um, if you want to geek out on it, it plays a very crucial role in regulating the collagen within your skin. And the collagen is like in your dermal layer and it's what keeps your skin nice and firm. It's kind of like the structure or your framework of your skin. And what vitamin C does, um, well, let me back up. Your collagen to function right, it has uh, three strands of protein and they have to twist together. And... um, And that's a process that requires copper to be oxidized. And what causes that, um, the reaction is vitamin C. So vitamin C basically keeps your your, um, collagen twisted and in uh, in line like it's supposed to be. Puffy? (laughs) Yeah, I call it like... uh, Plump. Yeah, That's <laughs> exactly. Good. Yeah. So, and vitamin C, you know, it, it's easy to find. It's in all the, you know, many plant foods, fruits, vegetables, herbs, uh, you know. So, when your mom told you to eat your vitamins and your vegetables. It's, she didn't, may not know it, but it's really good for your skin. So, that's why. Like, like the cruciferous and stuff like that. The cruciferous yes. vegetables. I think so. They're also good. They also have a lot of sulfur in them, which is good for your skin also. So, okay. yeah. And then um, a mineral that's good for the skin is selenium. And uh, there's a lot of minerals that are good for the skin, but my favorite is selenium because it works with vitamin E together and they kind of work in synergy and together they work better than separate. And they're together, they're kind of, they're called like the anti-aging or the longevity group of nutrients, even though I don't like that term anti-aging because I'm not anti-aging, but um, (laughs) selenium is like a really big player in the antioxidant glutathione, which people listening might know that's like the godfather of all antioxidants and that needs selenium and that prevents cellular degeneration. And then selenium also helps your skin retain its elasticity. And so in addition to collagen in your skin, another part of the dermal layer is elastin, which, you know, as like it sounds, helps your skin be elastic. It helps it stretch and then, you know, go right back into place instead of sagging. And so, you know, you need selenium for that to happen. So elastic, I'm sorry, elastin is in with the collagen. And like like I said, collagen is kind of like the framework of your skin and elastin kind of binds them together. Kind of like if you had brackets around like a frame of a house, they would keep them from falling apart. So they're kind of like elastic bands around the collagen basically. Oh, so that that helps to paint a mental picture to the elastin is kind of holding the collagen in place. Exactly. You don't right. want your collagen sliding off your face. <laughs> no, and collagen is like... You don't like, want to look like that show, Botched. 
No, you don't. That's funny. I know. Yeah, collagen. I think of it as kind of like I don't know. Have you ever been to the, um, snorkeling underwater and seen like a beautiful uh, coral reef? Yeah. Well, you know how they're very intricate, but they're also very fragile, and so it was collagen, and it kind of looks like that. And if you know the coral or the collagen break, it doesn't can't really come back together again. And so, anyway painting another mental picture, but that's, that's how I imagine collagen inside your skin microscopically. And, um, so, so you said, so vitamin C, vitamin E and selenium. And is there maybe another one? Magnesium, is that important? Magnesium is great. The first thing I think of magnesium is great for sleep (laughs) and for muscle relaxation, but sleep Um, like you can't look well rested if you're not well rested. So that's a great reason to take magnesium right there. Yeah. Magnesium is so vital for almost every, you know, function in your body. And also the fat soluble vitamins, they're important too. I was going to talk about them next, um, but liver, well, (laughs) talk all about liver. Well, I mean, I was going to segue into that too, uh, because vitamin E, is in a lot of animal foods. And so a lot of skin people you see on TV or whatever, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you just drink your green juice and your, um, and your, you know, eat your, I don't know, bean salad or something. But the, but the thing is that it's a really, from what I'm hearing you say, it's a really synergistic between the fat soluble vitamins, the water soluble vitamins and the minerals. And you can't, you can't just get those from one, from the plant kingdom. No, you cannot. Um, people don't realize that you you need animal protein. Um, I was just reading the Weston A. Price book. It said, if you want a recipe for bad looking skin, become a vegetarian, which I don't want to isolate anybody out there. But um, for one thing, it makes your blood sugar uh, all haywire, but also... Those collagen and elastin I talked about, they're made out of protein. So you And you're an animal, and you need animal protein <laughs> to build those up nice and strong. So you definitely uh, need that for that reason. And the fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A and preformed vitamin A, that can only come from animal foods. And vitamin K2 is very vital for the skin, and K2 is the animal form. So, yeah. I, I completely agree with you there. Animal and plant foods, like a whole, the whole body, the whole approach, nutrition, you know, all the micro and micronutrients, the more you can get, the better. So, And if you're eating a whole bunch of simple carbohydrates and refined foods, it's going to block or even, uh, I mean, it's going to fill up the space for in your stomach, but it's also going to block the absorption and and cause more inflammation. So you're not going to be able to absorb all those good things, right? Definitely. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so what are some of the myths that people get into? I mean, all the things we've heard, I mean, you mentioned sun, but I think that's some one that, you know, can be kind of misunderstood and, and controversial. And I think some of the sun the problems with the sun are accelerated by a, a poor nutrient depleted diet. And what a, tell it, clear up this whole sun thing for us. Okay. I'm glad to. Right. So there are two main types of aging broadly. Uh, there's intrinsic aging, which happens within your body. And it happens like with your metabolic processes, like how you eat. Uh, that's a major factor, but there's also extrinsic aging and that is from external factors. And it could be like from smoking or pollution, About uh, 80% of that is from the sun. So the sun is a major player in accelerated aging, no doubt about it. Uh, and if you are eating a lot of polyunsaturated oils or trans fats or unhealthy foods, that will even make it worse. Definitely. Um, But in normal situations, um, exposure to the sun is much more beneficial than it is harmful. So I'm not saying anybody should um, 
expose themselves to the sun for long periods of time. No one should ever get sunburned. I'm not saying that. But in, <laughs> well, in just screwed. <laughs> I've already got Sorry. sunburned like 50 times, so I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have uh, also, but my skin actually loves the sun. I'm lucky that way. Um, when I was little, I used to have but, blisters on my shoulders from like, I mean, you know, when I go to the beach with my grandma or something. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh no. Yeah. I once let my son, when he was three years old, I thought, oh, he could use a little sun. And the poor kid got so sunburned that he had big blisters on it. And I, oh, it was awful. I, <laughs> terrible mother. <laughs> never, that never happened again. I promise. So, uh, anyway, in a nutshell, a sun is so very important. Like I call it sunshine, another vitamin, like it's the sunshine vitamin because you, what the sun does is it helps your body manufacture vitamin D and vitamin D is so important for good health that if you don't have it, it's worse than being in the sun too long, if you ask me. And so unfortunately, vitamin D decreases in your skin with age, their production of it does. And so vitamin D is needed for strong bones and teeth and for strengthening the immune system. And it decreases so many um, illnesses and diseases like cancer and heart disease and the flu and depression. I mean, you see people who never, who never go outside and they have uh, a lot of health issues usually. I mean, they're depressed and um, yeah, like uh, one of my, one person in my family, they had a very, very low vitamin D and they actually live in a very warm climate and it was just really weird, but they think because they've been told so many times to stay out of the sun that they, you know, were getting, you know, health, health problems from lack of exposure. So I think what you're saying is you need a little bit every day in right. order to maintain your health, but not get burnt, but, and then also that you can accelerate the problems if you're eating a lot of like oh, soybean you cut oil. On, out on me for a second there. Soybean oil, canola oil, uh, cottonseed oil, all those kind of polyunsaturated fats, right? Exactly. Because they cause oxidation and your skin, you know, that'll be reflected in your skin. It will age faster than it has to. Yeah. So, I and mean, so, whenever I see somebody who's getting all this skin cancer, I'm thinking they probably eat a lot of like fried foods, um, mm-hmm. chips, sh- a lot of sugar, too, I think plays into it. Um, right. I completely agree. Yeah. And so, the media that has told us to like slather ourselves with sunscreen and avoid it at all costs has really done us a disservice, just like them telling the East eat healthy whole grains. And I have healthy in quotation marks because I don't believe that. Um, exactly. So sunscreen is important. If you're going to be out outside for a long period of time, you need it. But you also have to be careful about your sunscreen because a lot of them that are sold you know, the normal ones you see at every store, they contain toxic ingredients and they're going to age you also. So you um, might be better off like using something like zinc oxide. Zinc is good for the skin and zinc oxide doesn't absorb into your skin and it actually just reflects the sun off of your skin instead of being absorbed. That's how it works. Is, uh, Is there any, I mean, and also the chemicals in the sunscreen too can be cancer exacerbators, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And hormone disruptors for yeah. sure. Right. And what are the, what are some, is there a brand or two you like that you can recommend? Well, let me think. Badger is a good brand. And, um, but I usually make my own sunscreen with zinc oxide powder and it's got coke. What is it? Avocado oil in it. What else? Shea butter in it. Anyway, the recipes on my website, if oh. people want to go to it. It's really easy. It's like, you know, an easy cooking recipe, but you make your own sunscreen and I put it in deodorant tubes and I just put, you know, rub it on like deodorant. I mean, it, you have to smooth it out. It goes on kind of white, but it's fine. So yeah, I mean, who cares if you're right. You got to look weird to, <laughs> <I know. laughs> to, to protect yourself. And I mean, exactly. and you can also do, 
you know, like if I'm going to be out in the sun for a long time, I always bring like a, like a t-shirt or something because I know after a certain point, I just need to put on some more clothes. If I've already gotten maybe Mm -hmm. 20 or 30 minutes of sun, then I'm like, okay, let's just put on, you know, a white t-shirt or something that's going to keep me from burning, you know? Right. Yeah. For for kids, they make those little swim shirts. Yes. My husband actually wears those too, like rash guard shirts or surfer shirts. Right. Like sunscreen really could be your last resort. Um, And it's different for every person, you know, like my skin loves the sun. I have all of Greek skin, but my daughter, her skin is so white that she would get red in the sun much faster than I ever would. So you're right. Like just wearing um, anything that would shield you from the sun, like, you know, hat or a shade of a tree or an umbrella is, is good, but you know, just use, I don't like even using the word moderation, but just get enough sun, just enough, you know, and that's different for everybody. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's good. You know, you want to just use your, use your common sense, you know, you don't want to burn yourself, but you don't want to be a mole person either. So, um, right. (laughs) So what, what about the, the idea that aging is, I mean, do some people think that aging is like a disease (laughs) or is that just in LA? Is that in Hollywood? Is that a Hollywood disease? (laughs) You cut out on there. You cut out on me again. I'm hoping that this records clearer than I'm hearing. Um, But I think that because of today's modern media and how uh, people are portrayed, especially women, that they equate aging with a loss of beauty and that it's like something to be treated like a disease, which I completely disagree on both counts. So, but do you know what the number one risk factor is to develop a chronic disease like heart disease or dementia? Um, all I can think of is thyroid hormone, but that's me. <laughs> that's all I think about. So. <laughs> well, actually, it's easy. The number one risk factor for any chronic disease is aging. Okay. So aging <laughs> is uh, not a disease, but um, oh, now I'm hearing an echo. Sorry about that. I, I mean, everything over here sounds fine, so okay. I don't know. Okay, I'm good. hoping it's just you or something, but... I hope so. Um, all right. So aging is not a disease, but as you get older, you are more likely to get diseases because you're getting older, right? So the big message I'd like anybody to take away from our talk today is that the condition of your skin is really re- a reflection. It's a mirror of the health of your whole entire body. And it's the outward manifestation of how well you're aging on the inside. And so the goal is to take care of your health and not age any faster than you have to. But aging does not necessarily equal a loss in beauty. And when I define beauty, I'm not talking about the kind of beauty that people, uh, that they see like in magazines, you know, like the super, um, movie stars, the kind of beauty I'm talking about is the beauty that when people, it's when people appear nourished and they burst with energy and they radiate a positive and confident attitude. And that's my definition of beauty. It's the kind that's synonymous with health. And so that can be, you can have that at every single age and it doesn't have to depend on how old you are, it really depends on your health. So uh, that's I, what I hope people get across. And I was watching TV this week. I don't remember which celebrity was on TV, but she was telling her daughter that, yeah, you should wear those cute clothes and because you'll never look as good as you do right now. And I thought that is such a sad state that she would actually think that like every minute that goes by, you're your life declines in value or quality. It's not right. I, I don't think it's right. So no, I, I mean, I think that it's all about just appreciating every moment because every moment is precious and, you know, there's good and bad things about every age and you're just going to have to appreciate because you are going to, 
you know, maybe when you're older, you don't have to work as much and there's, there's, you can slow down and there's priceless things about that. I mean, you can see as a mother, you see wonderful things about when your child is a baby and then now you're older and you have more time to yourself. I mean, there's, there's lots of benefits of every age, right? I, I completely agree. And get, getting older, I think is a gift. If we're lucky, we'll get older <laughs> and we'll see our children's children. And that's nothing to fear, especially if you have the right tools like good nutrition and aging can be approached with a holistic approach, mind, body, spirit. You know, when we age, we are so much wiser than we were before. And uh, we know, you know, which battles to pick. And I think aging is a wonderful thing. And every decade I can look back and think, I thought I knew what I was doing, but boy, do I know now, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, you get, you get smarter, hopefully. Make right. better decisions and um, on that kind of on that topic, what what do you think about Botox? Oh well, I think Botox. Huh, I've had Botox, uh-huh. I've, and I've had the equivalents of Botox, and I became allergic to them, and I can't have them anymore. Oh. So then I so then I cut bangs in my forehead. So my wrinkles but that don't. tells you, but that tells you something. I mean, your exactly. body was rejecting it in some in some way, right? It totally was, yes. And so I think what I think about Botox is like the same I think about plastic surgery, which I've also had, I totally admit, is that it's not going to change your life in any way. And what really matters is like the reason you're having it. Like when I had things done, it was because I felt fantastically healthy. But what I saw on the outside wasn't really reflecting like how I felt. And so I just got a little tweak just to match match it up. But it's not going to change your life. And it's not going to make even really make your life much better. Like you, you have to have the right mindset, I think, more than anything. But as far as Botox, it's a toxin. It's, I mean, they say it's dead, but the more I learn about it, the more I think maybe it's a gift that I was allergic to it because I probably shouldn't be putting that in my body. Well, um, and you know, I'm sure you had a lot of thoughts or, you know, maybe you thought about it after more like the risk of, of surgery Mm -hmm. did it. I mean, were you thinking, Oh, I mean, would you do it again or would I do it again? Yeah, I would. <laughs> but I actually did have some complications from my surgery. So I lived, lived those out. I, it, it was, you know, I wasn't just a, it was, I was a real statistic. Let's put it that way. Oh my but goodness. yeah, I, I could tell you about that another day, but, <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Like, it is tough. Like, I think if you're, like I said, if your mind is right about it, like for me, well, I'll tell you, I had my, my breasts done, but I had nursed two babies and my breasts were like drooping, like National Geographic, <laughs> you know, they were awful. So, I mean, my husband never complained once I didn't do it for him. I was just, I just felt beautiful except for my breasts. And so they didn't change my life. They just, you know, it's basically just like, putting on makeup and doing your hair just a little more than that for me. Um, so, well, also, I mean, you'd already had your kids and, right. um, I mean, I hate when, cause I think breastfeeding is so important. I hate to see if people do that before or if it, you know, if it makes it so that they can't, then that's like sad to me. I agree. Yeah. I had nursed two very hungry babies. So, <laughs> so it's, it's a tough call. It's a very individual for sure. Well, I mean, and I think you can say that also, I mean, I've been all different weights and I've been very, I mean, I've been very thin for my body and I've been very overweight and you know, you're still you no matter what. And mm-hmm. you, uh, it's, it's really all about loving yourself wherever you're at because I mean, you can think, Oh, this is going to change my life. And it does a little bit, but it's, mm-hmm. you're still you and you still have your same mind and 
you still have your same family and you still live the same place. And, you know, right, so it's exactly. like, it doesn't change everything. And sometimes if you didn't like yourself before, you're still not going to like yourself and vice versa, you know? Right. So, it's like if you were decorating a cake or whatever and you put the cherry on top, that's all it does, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's almost like a new sweater or something like that, but you, you know, it's a little more permanent than that, but it's like, right. you know, it's just, you gotta, you gotta like, like yourself the way you are before you start or else it's not going to make any difference. Good. Very good. Well, well, well said. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what are some of your favorite, do we talk about the, your favorite foods for the skin? Oh no, we didn't. I would okay. guess. Let's do it. Well, my number one favorite food for the skin is liver. And I know, I know you like liver, but some people might cringe at the thought, but liver from a healthy animal is, I say the number one superfood for the skin. Mm, Take that Kimberly Snyder. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) but that's what I believe. Uh, Anyway, it's because it is such a lovely source of the fat soluble vitamins A, D, and K2. And these are called the fat-soluble activators because they work synergistically together and they are catalysts for mineral absorption and use within your body and your skin. And they're very potent antioxidants. And in traditional diets, before all of our modern refined foods came about, that levels of these fat-soluble activators were 10 times higher um, in diets then than they are now. Uh, and so how did liver, they, how did they get all those <laughs> foods? It's like they were just eating fish eggs all day or something. <laughs> Maybe. Or like, I think in a long time ago, they knew that organ meats were prized much more than the muscle meats were. And so that, that, you know, that's. And if you eat too much like lean chicken breast or something, can it even take away some of your. Or, you know, like you have to, Mm, I have never learned that. Like like I've learned that about, I mean, you know, I've heard Sally Fallon talk about how, like, if you're eating, let's say like whey protein, just constantly, like it can deplete your, your fat soluble vitamins, I think. Interesting. Because, you know, if, if you're, you can't just eat the lean meat and then there's consequences of that you know that's why the people the ancient people knew to eat so much fat and you know all those you know like i don't know brains Uh, or whatever (laughs) right i know that they would even feed them to young couples that just got married so they would have the most healthiest babies when they conceived and they would even they feed them like a like the, I don't know, some kind of moose or some kind of thyroid or thymus gland or something like that <laughs> to make them like more fertile or something. Maybe they did. Some <laughs> kind of big animal. They would just eat the the big organs and made them yeah. pop out the babies. So Yeah. So it's and, a good lesson that ancient times, they had these things figured out. It was when they threw science into the mix more recently that things got messed up as far as nutrition well, goes. You, know? you see so many girls now, you know, exercising like crazy, following low-fat diet, vegan diet, even, you know, and then they're like, they, when they're teens or 20s, and then, you know, they're young professionals and and then they, all of a sudden they want to have babies and they're like, what, you know, nothing's working mm-hmm. in my body. And, you know, I was about 32 or something when my thyroid went out and, you know, I'm sure that happens to a lot of girls. And I was lucky I knew what it was, but a lot of people, I mean, I found out quickly, Yeah. but a lot of people may suffer and they just go through all the, uh, IVF and all that, but that's also going to show up in your skin. If you're, if you're just, uh, pushing, 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 and then you're not eating right. And right. that's going to show up in, in premature aging on your skin as well. So definitely stress causes oxidation big time. So most definitely. And, uh, anyway, the liver, you just oh, yeah. can't go wrong oh, with yeah, liver. The food. <laughs> yeah. the, I forgot about the food. Yes. That's all right. 
I'm looking at the word liver. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and like cod liver oil, if you don't like to eat liver, you could take liver supplements. I do that. I take just liver pills every day. Or you can take cod liver oil, which was considered like the frontline remedy for skin problems before modern medicine. And liver helps you detoxify. And, you know, it, toxins come out through your skin. And if you detoxify um, your body, your skin will thank you for it. For sure. So I don't think the term superfood for liver even really does it justice. It's much more than that, you know, especially for the skin. <laughs> and so. the, the liver, I mean, and you also got to make sure like you're, you're sweating, you're eliminating, uh, like going number two mm-hmm. very <laughs> often. And those things are really important for your skin health, right? Definitely. Yes. The whole, it's a whole body approach to your health and it shows in your skin. And the water. Yes. Lots of water, lots of, um, vegetables. And what about broth and all that stuff? Oh yeah. Broth is, I would say my number one, the number two superfood for the skin for many, many reasons. Number one, it is because the water in it and it keeps you hydrated and water is the most healing substance on the planet and it accelerates cell turnover because your body is always, always healing itself and water allows that to happen. And it also allows the nutrients to flow throughout your body, including your skin. And it's what's needed to eliminate toxins like through your urine and your sweat. And uh, so anyway, in addition to the water, the gelatin in bone broth, um, which is made from the proteins, um, proline and glycine, they help heal a leaky gut. And as you know, I know, Caitlin, like the digestion uh, of your body, the status of your digestion pretty much dictates our health. So gelatin is a superfood for digestion mm-hmm. in that And if regard. you have a really leaky gut, right, the foods are going to be getting out into your bloodstream and that's going to show in your skin too, right? Definitely. Yes. The toxins will be written all over your skin. Yeah. And so gelatin is also a, like a connective tissue, just like your collagen and elastin are connective tissues. And so, um, Gelatin is very well known for its improvement in skin quality, and there are documented cases of people saying that their wrinkles have smoothed out or even disappeared completely once they began a regimen of drinking bone broth. So it is amazing. It can help your joints and your, uh, you know, people have arthritis and stuff. Right. All the connective tissue all or in your whole body. It's in your eyes, your skin, your... Exactly. So it's wonderful. And we're not talking about just buying some crappy broth from the store. No. We're talking about putting, is this how, is it, do you, I mean, I'll just say how I do it really quick and you okay. can fix it. If I just put the bones, you can cook your bones if you want to, but you don't have to. Usually my bones, I just keep them in a, in a Ziploc bag for like a month in while of, of whatever I ate. And then mm-hmm. I throw them all in this giant crock pot with water and maybe a little splash of apple cider vinegar. And then I just cook them on low for like 24 to 48 hours. And then I just strain it off. And then if there's any fat, I put it in the fridge and then any fat that's left, I just chip that off because it just has kind of an off taste and you can use it for something else if you want. And then I just use that as a base for all my recipes and all my, um, all my, especially soups. I love making soups and stews and mm-hmm. cauliflower soup is my favorite. Mm-hmm. So is that, is that what, is that the right way, Jenny? That's well, that's how I do it. I do it in the crock pot, just pretty much the exact same way. Sometimes I'll put some, um, herbs in there. They strain out, but you know, the, the antioxidants from the herbs come out in and make it taste really good. And I salt it afterwards. And sometimes I drink it in a mug, just like I would drink tea. I just drink the bone broth. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're feeling like run down or tired or stre- stress, it can be a great way to, um, to just have like a. It's like a healing mug of, you know, awesomeness. Right. <laughs> yes. And so, I um, sometimes I don't remember to save my bones, so I have actually gone to the butcher and said, "Will you give me?" 
some like beef knuckle bones and they'll do that. You know, I ask if this is from a grass fed cow, I usually get beef bones and I said, they say yes. And so I was like, all right. And I must say that sometimes when I do it that way, the bones aren't cheap. They cost as much as if I would was be buying steak, but I know it's that good for me. So I get them anyway. So yeah, and I, mean, I, I do both like save and then, you know, also sometimes buy them and then, uh, Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can get like cheap chicken legs and stuff. I mean, in California, it's a lot easier. They were always selling all that stuff. But mm. if you get to a relationship with a farmer or something, he can save them off to the side for you and um, sometimes give you a discount. So work, right. work on that with your local farmer. Right. And if you get a cow share, which is the best way to... um which is the best way to save money on your cow, then you're going to be getting a lot of bones for free because, I mean, you know, they're going to be included. So because the, the, the problem, one of the big problems with our health nowadays is that separation from the meat from the bone. You need both. And um, so that's a big thing we do in my book is uh, Mediterranean paleo cooking, lots of meat with the bones, lots of cooking like that. And those bones have lots of flavor. And then for Jenny's skin, they have lots of uh, vitamins and minerals and gelatin and collagen and all that stuff. So, yeah, the bones are very rich in minerals and that comes out in the water. And that's why Caitlin and I put in the uh, apple cider vinegar just a shot or so because that helps leach all that out of the bones faster than if it wasn't in there. So, absolutely. Yeah. And that has other benefits too. And it's fermented food. Are fermented foods good for your skin? Definitely, because for the reason that they are good for your digestion, definitely. And then there is also a ecosystem of friendly bacteria on your skin, and uh, you wouldn't want to wash that away with any harsh cleansers either, uh, if you can help it. Um, I haven't myself personally bought any products that are have probiotics on top of the skin oh i have i they gave that away at paleo effects last year they and it's funny that stuff smells kind of fermented it smells oh but i think it's interesting i mean i think one of the big problems is that we take showers too much too i mean don't you Mm -hmm. think that's a problem with the the because i feel like whenever i take a shower my skin looks five years older you know yeah, I, that's why I keep um, some jojoba oil right in my shower. And before I even towel off, I just put it everywhere. But I completely agree, like too hot of a shower will be very drying. Your skin needs to be hydrated to be healthy. And if you strip away all of the natural oils, it's uh, your skin is going to uh, you know, scream for help, basically. Now, how do you take off your makeup if you just prefer you know, the best skin maintenance? Ah, well, that's something I do very simply. Like I also use jojoba oil and I use the oil cleansing method. And I know some people like to mix their favorite oil with castor oil, but I don't even bother doing that. I just use jojoba oil and I rub it all over my face and my eyes. It's a great mascara remover and rinse it off. Maybe do it, you know, like do two rinses just with the warm washcloth or I'll do it in the shower and then I don't need that. But, and then I follow it up with a um, a toner of witch hazel. And then I will put, um, another oil back on top. I like, um, I've been using frankincense oil mixed with tamanu oil together and it's very light. It's so full of antioxidants and healthy properties for the skin. So simple process, very simple. What, what is that other one you said? Tom? Tamanu, it's T-A-M-A-N-U oil. And it's, I consider it a carrier oil for the frankincense, but Tamanu oil in itself is so good for wound healing and uh, just for anti-aging for the skin in general. What is it? Where does that come from? Um, well, it comes from a plant source. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't tell you for sure. But I just bought mine on Amazon, and it's not hard to find. And uh, it's a very dark, rich color, kind of greeny brown. It's lovely. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll have to do a whole nother show on essential oils for the skin. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic. Yes. Um, so what else? So is there any other foods that you think are good for the skin? We mentioned a little, all the 
a lot of vegetables. Right. Well, I would say herbs are like, they are antioxidant powerhouses for the skin. And they um, are very potent because they affect resistance to disease and aging because they affect the immune system and lower inflammation and they help with detoxification and they help stabilize your hormones and herbs are just as much as vegetables are delicious for you herbs are like a concentrated source of nutrition and um herbs and plants are known to be inhibitors of proteinases which is a scientific word um well, there are um, enzymes that degrade collagen and elastin, oh. and those are um, collagenase and elastase, and they will basically age your collagen and elastin, degrade them, but herbs will counteract that effect. So luckily, herbs taste delicious, and they're great for your skin. So, And the list of herbs is a mile long. But like some of the most popular ones that are good for the skin that people probably heard of are like curcumin, aloe vera, dandelion, anise, parsley, garlic. The list is a mile long. And so, um, you know, the more herbs you can use, uh, fresh is best. But if you use um, the dried, I would go for organic because that way, you know, they haven't been irradiated. So, oh, right. Yeah. The- so you could make like pesto or put them in your dressing or um, put them in your shake or something like that, right? Right. Yeah. There are so many ways to use herbs in cooking, definitely. And you can also use them in teas. And I know people will make uh, poultices out of them or use them in essential oils. There's a lot of way you can integrate herbs into your lifestyle. Yeah, I started eating a lot more herbs when I got around my husband because he's a chef. So he would mm-hmm. always be, where's the parsley? I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, have, he's always crazy for cilantro and parsley on everything. So now I always have them in my fridge and yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah. God knew what he was doing when he made herbs delicious because they're so good for our health and our skin. And, um, I know, let's just talk one more second about this, the connection between stress and the skin Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, your, your mindset and, and how that can increase your aging and show up on your face. Sure. Um, well, stress, uh, stress can, no matter what, how fabulous your diet is or how much you exercise, Stress will just counteract any healthy thing you're trying to do for yourself. And so it's amazing. Something like yoga and meditation can be good for your health and, and good for your skin. And stress causes inflammation, oxidation. It causes you to sleep less. It causes imbalance in your hormones. Uh, it, it's terrible. It causes like you to have, um, you know, you, you to want unhealthy foods to mm. kind of, you know, to, I don't know what the word is. To mask. You're going to have cravings all day if you exactly. don't sleep. And then that you're going to want chips or, you know, cookies or whatever crappy thing that, you know, appeals is like stuck in your brain, you know? Right. Right. So, um, stress will. And it also makes you have be, if you don't sleep and like for me, if I don't sleep good, then I'm super negative all day and. <laughs> And then I'm eating chocolate and crappy, you know, whatever I can think of all day. I want caffeine, you know, all day. It's It's a cascade of problems. Yeah, it's a cycle. Yeah, it's like, and then my my skin is all puffy and like, I look terrible because I didn't sleep. And then I'm in a terrible mood. I meet everyone and then it's like, it just goes on and on. (laughs) So sometimes I'd say to people or I write that, if you are someone who might care about more how you look than your health, well, I used to be somebody like that, so I get it. I'm not being, um, you know, nasty. Um, maybe if you start doing some natural things for your skin, like de-stressing and eating a good healthy diet, your health will improve and so will your skin. If you even, if you want to start with taking care of your skin and your health is a good health as a consequence, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? (laughs) But stress has to come 
along with the diet or it's not going to happen. And yeah, but everybody has a different motivator for getting started. And if that's yours because of your skin, then great. You know, there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. And it's nothing wrong with caring about your, your looks. I mean, and I hope you use that as a motivator to get, to get healthy because it really comes from the inside out. Right. I mean, I went about it even, I guess I, I, I had such a poor diet for so long because I thought I was doing right. You know, I was following a low fat, low car, uh, low um, calorie diet for so long. And my skin was horrendous and I changed my diet and I learned about nutrition more because I wanted to stay healthy, but more because I didn't want to starve anymore. And then my skin was a result of that. I didn't, you know, when I gave up gluten, my skin improved a lot. And then when I gave up dairy, holy moly, did that make a great difference. So yeah, you can have lots of different motivators. I really just wanted, I was so tired of um, depriving myself. You know, that's, that's how it got started for me. So, (laughs) so I've had a journey. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, because so many people, they just think that it's all about what you, what kind of creams you buy and all that stuff. And it's just, that's not where it comes from. And I just want people to know that they can eat their way and sleep their way and to better skin. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. So Jenny, what are, what are you working on now? Oh, well, thank you for asking. I, um, just finished my master's degree last fall. And so my, my thesis was, oh, thank you. Thank you. It was a long journey, but I'm very proud that I did that. And so anyway, my thesis was all about this topic, the aging of the skin and a nutritional and natural, natural approach to aging beautifully, both with diet and lifestyle. And so now I'm writing a book about the topic. I'm turning my thesis into a book. And I'm so excited about it and it's looking beautiful and I, I, it'll be out sometime this year in 2016. I don't know the exact date. I'm not that close to the end yet, but, uh, it is going to be awesome. Oh, I'm so excited to see what you put out because it's going to be so needed because I really feel like the, the, this topic is not addressed enough in you know, now with, there's so many young girls always coming up worrying about their skin. And I just wish they could find this message sooner than later than we, than we found it. So, yes, I think that there's a lot of books out there about acne for the skin, which is great, but this one is more about aging of the skin. And you're right because aging, the aging process starts in your twenties. And so the sooner you can you know, get on the right track, the better your skin and your health will be and as the, a result. And the, but the, the education is passed down from your mother too. So, I mean, if, she, if your mothers learn it, then they'll pass it on to you and, and hopefully you'll fix your diet before it's too late. Yes. And have beautiful babies. <laughs> That's right. It all goes together. So yes. it's a circle of life. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, I'm so glad we found you were able to come on and that I became friends with you and I made yes. a new friend in Nashville and um there's not as many people out here in the south that are no. doing uh you know, eating paleo and Weston A Price and all that stuff. So it's really cool to find like minded people. And um if you wanna find Jenny, you can go over to All Natural Nutrition. Is that your website? I mean are you on other, you on Instagram and right. Yeah. My website is O natural nutrition, a U natural nutrition.com natural. Right. Right. Will you have that on the show notes or something? Yeah. Yeah. I'll make a blog post with it. Awesome. And yeah. And then I'm on Facebook. I'm most active on Pinterest and I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, you can, you, you can find me if you're looking for me for sure. So it's all, all the same name, all natural nutrition. Right. All right, Jenny. Well, thanks so much for joining me and hopefully we can have you back on and we'll get together soon. Talk all right. To you later. Thank you, Caitlin. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.